All right. Welcome to an episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. I've always. How's your day going? It's going good. It's awesome. sunny and it's sunny and 70 and not sunny and 100. So I, there you uh, go. a little bit more comfortable here in the Pacific Northwest. Sunny in Arizona as well. And no, no tropical rain or storm just yet. So it's random. The night starts to storm and the day it's <laughs> sunny. Um, but uh, before we let you know who our special guest is today, we're really excited about who we're about to have on. And uh, just want to encourage everyone to like the episode, subscribe, comment below with what you learn. We want to have you take things from these episodes to apply to your business, have more massive success, or potentially even network or work with some of the guests that we have on the show. So today we have someone that's helping individuals build wealth through real estate. Uh, he's actually a certified mortgage advisor. He's also a podcast host. I actually watched a couple of his episodes. He actually interviewed Gary V, went to his office, super awesome. And he has the Your Brewing team. So let's go ahead and introduce Phil to Real Estate First Technology and our guests and uh, listeners. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. I appreciate you guys having me. This is this is kind of fun. I, uh, I always like being on other podcasts because everybody has their own style of doing it. So I'm sitting here taking notes. Hey, I should do that or I should do this or have a little ton of voice. So, Dude, so that's pretty cool. I love that, man. Thanks so much for the feedback. And uh, we, and people, you know, the viewers and listeners out there, like, you know, we're meeting each other and talking and networking, like kind of like live real time and then adding value to the viewers and listeners, which is really cool. Um, and we're actually going to be doing a hybrid where Dan's going to be where he's at. And then I have a, a recording studio in front of me. So uh, for the viewers and listeners, stay tuned for that because that'll be coming out in the week <laughs> ahead, which is super, super cool. But uh, the show's about you, man. We want to deep dive into, you know, how long you've been in this business to get your kind of backstory. Why the heck mortgage? And, and how did you get where you're at today with the podcast and everything? This is great well man that's a that's a that's a big question so we'll, we'll hit uh as my dad said the reader's digest version um, for, for <laughs> those that are a little younger that just means a shortened version but um i'm 18 years in the mortgage business uh, i got in it because i answered a newspaper ad uh my dad was a builder i wanted to take over his company he said i need to think long and hard before i wanted to do that for 40 years wow. and uh i i answered a newspaper ad they were looking for someone with sales and management experience uh, i'd had a little bit of both and uh it was a mortgage company and I had a really good mentor and really good uh, first manager that taught me the fundamentals of the business, taught me about uh, adding value, taught me about, you know, service level, putting together a really good file. And, you know, this was in, you know, 2004, whenever it was kind of the very beginning or the, the meat of fog a mirror, get a loan and, and brokering and, and, and subprime and things of that nature. Uh, so it weathered well because I, again, I had a good foundation, a good teacher, a good mentor and uh, uh, went on to uh, start a branch of my own. I had a little franchise, opened up my own broker shop in uh, 2006. And then uh, in 2008, I sold that to Wells Fargo, uh, mainly wow. because I did not want to um, you know, weather financial Armageddon, uh, and, and uh, the crisis that was happening on my own Good exit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I say, I sold it very loosely. They, they essentially reimbursed everything I had in it, paid off a little bit of debt. We had, it gave me a big enough bonus to, to, to transition to them. And they were kind of recruiting by acquisition at the time. And mm. so, uh, it was a top producer for them in a, in about a six state region. Um, didn't like the big bank model. Uh, so I went to kind of the smaller mid-sized mortgage banker, um, went on to be area regional things of that nature. And, uh, um, ended up coming to thrive as, as a national director. Uh, doing sales innovation strategy, things like that. 
wow. before I, I uh, my wife and I are a team decided to come back on a branch level and, and actually originate and do production and, and work with realtors and clients and things of that nature. And uh, there's a story behind that. We can save that for another another part of the conversation. But where the podcast came in was uh, in probably 2017 as I was recruiting. I had a about a four or five state region in the center part of the country is I got outside of the few markets that I had actually originated in and knew people, my effectiveness went way down. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who I was. Nobody knew who my company was. And at the time we still Googled people, right? You, you beat somebody and you put them in Google to find out who they are. And I'm like, I got to give people something to see on Google. So I tried to get guests featured in, in articles. I tried to you know do some blogging, some content marketing. Um, that was what you kind of did at the time. And then uh, late 2017, uh, uh, I, I see this crazy dude on social media named Gary Vaynerchuk that's screaming about social media and all this okay. other stuff. And uh, so 2018, we thought, hey, let's, let's take this in a different direction. And we started a page called Mortgage Marketing Expert on Instagram. Uh, and I wasn't branding myself the expert. We wanted to add tips. We wanted to add value mm. to the industry, right? That, that basic marketing formula of, you know, who is your audience? What message or value do you want to deliver that audience? What's the most effective medium to deliver that message to that audience? We thought, hey, if we can help mortgage professionals build their business and they start you know, learning about this brand, eventually mm. we'll kind of tell them who's behind the brand and, and that'll create some exposure. So after about 30 days, uh, we had about a thousand people following the Instagram page. You know, uh, we did a wow. mortgage marketing tip of the day, right? Tips of the day were really big at that time and quote picks. <laughs> and so um, after about a thousand uh, followers in 30 days, in 90 days, we started, I say we, I started running out of stuff to say. Um, there's only mm. so many one-liners I could come up with and not like it'd be crap or have to repeat yeah. myself. So <laughs> I thought, hey, let's do a podcast. Like no one's going to listen to a mortgage podcast, but it's a reason I can reach out to the who's who of the industry, invite them on, do an interview. I can take their tips and quote them and we can keep feeding this Instagram page, right? Super short-sighted. No one was talking about content repurposing. Nobody was talking about, you know, all this stuff out there. So we started the podcast to continue to, to feed this Instagram page very quickly, it took off and we realized that, Hey, there's a whole other part of this that, that we were just kind of unaware of. And, uh, you know, then we, we broadened our, our view and approach and, and, uh, it's, it's been incredible. Some of my closest personal and business relationships to this day are people that I've met or, or, you know, stumbled across, uh, you know, through podcasting and kind of building a brand that, that way. Wow, that is awesome. And for the viewers and listeners out there, that's why we have Phil on the show and what we want to get into because podcasting, I think, is such a great opportunity. And uh, what is it? Uh, there's a guy out there and his name is Peter. And Peter works alongside with uh, Mr. Uh, the Man, the Myth, the Guy. Come on, who is he? Grant Cardone. And, yeah. so, and so he talks about getting on other people's stages, which you're doing today being on our, our guests and, you know, who knows, we could be a guest on your podcast. And it's so cool. Cause you do get to get in rooms with people that you normally wouldn't cause you get to interview yeah. them and people love talking about themselves in the way that you just said, Hey, let's hack this and just take what they're saying and give them some, some love and attention and clout, if you will, and put it out there. So that's dude, that's super smart. I like that. That's awesome. Well, it, it was an accident. It, it truly was. We, we needed stuff to say, right. Yeah. And I could only come up with so much. So let's go interview people. And I knew enough to know, if I reached out to, you know, some of the who's who in the industry and said, Hey, can I borrow 15, 20, 30 minutes of your time or have that? 
they're going to say no. Where if I was able to say, hey, we're doing a podcast and we want to promote something of yours, we want to try to put your content out there, there was at least something of value that we were offering. As mm. the podcast got bigger, that value proposition got bigger. And we were able to really leverage some some really cool opportunities with guests because the audience you know grew and as the audience grew we were able to turn around and offer that much more value um what we also realized from a brand perspective was that uh, i remember the first you know we launched with i think five or six episodes and i remember the first time we got like 10 downloads in a day and we're like holy cow like 10 (laughs) people listen to this podcast and uh then I think it was episode six. It was Coach Bill Hart. Uh, he's a really, really, you know, kind of a legend as, as, a, as a coach in the mortgage business. And um, we saw this spike. It was like 200 downloads in a day. Wow. I'm like, what the heck? Like, how did we, how do we do that? I realized he shared it out on social media. And I hadn't thought about that early before. It was still early on. And so through that, what happens to your point is, and I'll make the formal invite here. Definitely love to have you guys uh, on our podcast as well to, to have the conversation. What happens is as your audience gets exposed to me, as my audience gets exposed to you, people are going to say, hey, I'm interested in, in hearing what these guys have to say. Or and I guess that you, that's you know how you create attention, how you create awareness. And as I was positioning myself and getting to know some of these titans of industry, people started putting me in the same category, even when I didn't deserve it and probably still don't. You, you had some credibility. You started building a brand because you, you started collaborating with these people. And in turn, it, it creates more opportunities for other things. And so that's one of the cool things about a podcast just wow. in general is it almost gives you keys to your city. We're not even talking about a professional type of podcast. If you want to talk about your hometown or your county or your state, you now have a reason to call up the mayor or a real yes. estate developer or a business owner and say, hey, I'd like to, to it, talk to you about what you're doing, about cool things that are happening and share it with the audience. And I, I will tell folks, whether it's Gary Vee or Ryan Serhant or, or you know, an average LO that, you know, it's a top producer that we've had on, people, people will be surprised about what other people are open to if you just have a conversation and ask. Wow. <laughs> It's that marketing impact too with the evergreen content because when people search those people's names like Gary V on YouTube or you know a specific lending company and they it, people just organically fall into your content. So I think yes. it's the uh, there's such a long term marketing strategy to it that uh, helps everyone. So yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the the name recognition that goes along with you know especially in your industry if you're trying to grow and network within that business being able to say that you have content that's out there that people can Google or find on YouTube or find on social where you're collaborating with them. It's extremely powerful uh, and in a good way. It's, it's yes. not about an arrogance thing of, you know, I don't claim to sit here and know that I'm friends with Gary V, right? I, I got to <laughs> go to an event where he was at the same table for dinner for 15 minutes and I got to be in his office for 30 or 35 minutes. That doesn't mean we're buddies, but the fact that I was able to get some of that time one-on-one does create mm-hmm. credibility with other guests that I want to have on a podcast. And I think if people relay that to the mortgage business or the real estate business is if you start, uh, you know, being around and spending time with influential people in your community, you'll gain credibility with clients because if the, the people that have respect and credibility in your community are spending time with you, you're not in a, a white creeper van offering candy to people. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's at least a little bit of built-in trust. 
Dude, I love that. And last thing for me, before we go to Dan in the mix-up round, he'll deep dive a little bit more in like the, what's happened to your business from it and and, and the technology and everything else. Um, kind of go a little deeper. For viewers and listeners out there, this was the OHA moment for me. And if anyone's haven't had this, hopefully this kind of give you some clarity. Like, you know, if you want to be a community expert, which is an authority in your market, we always talk about on the Liftoff Agent side that sponsors this marketing and positioning is what they do. And it's like, interview the chief of police interview the principal, interview the mayor. And I love what you said, Phil. You could use a podcast. You could do a Zoom. It's super simple. You don't have to get a car. You don't have to drive anywhere. You literally could just like get a YouTube channel, set it up. If you want to do video like this, like what we did, and then just, you know, name it the city or the county or whatever. And then you can interview and be able to add so much more value locally. And when someone moves into that area, for if you're an agent out there listening to this, you could be at the forefront of, you know, having some really good relationships with some amazing people. So I don't know, that was a moment that I just had, Phil. I thought that was awesome. I'm going to hand it over to, to Dan for the mix-up round. He's a little deeper in the tech and, and yeah. successes behind everything. Awesome. Thanks, Norm. I think, uh, you know, usually when I'm interviewing real estate agents, I'm asking like, you know, what kind of CRM and like what type of marketing strategies are you doing in order to acquire more customers and how that convergence of tech and, and marketing come together. But I think with your specific industry, what are you doing in order to be different and position yourself as the lending authority locally, regionally, you know, you're in multiple different areas, but, um, uh, why don't you share a little bit about your tech, share a little bit about your value proposition and some of that? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. In my business, there, there's kind of a three-pronged approach to how we position ourselves, whether it's creating attention or converting that into, you know, uh, and, into clients and, and closed loans. The first and foremost is the, the conversation that we have with every realtor or other referral partner and every client is that we understand that most people uh, or for most people, a mortgage is one of the largest debts that, that you get into. Uh, and, and unlike a lot of lenders, we feel we have a responsibility to help folks manage that debt as well as the real estate assets and properties attached to it mm. so that they can achieve their financial goals and ultimately build real estate wealth. That's why we're called your brew team. That brew is an acronym for mm. build real estate wealth. Um, we have a little double entendre. I opened up a, a craft brewery years ago. My wife and I love coffee. There's, there's a few other pieces to it, but <laughs> that, that build real estate wealth model is there's so many mortgage and real estate professionals that say, we want to help people build wealth with real estate. And really what they want to do is, is close that transaction and say, now you have a house, go build wealth with it. Hmm. And we wanted to take it deeper. So we help people create a strategy to help them achieve those financial goals and leverage both real estate. And we put out a lot of educational content there. So that's the why behind the team and what we do. My wife and I were at uh, the stage of our lives where we're doing those types of things. Uh, I was a national director. She was uh, in, in onboarding with our company. She's a licensed loan officer. And we're like, there's a huge opportunity in the market. And, and as I was podcasting and speaking and doing these things, I realized most of my industry sucks at this and they're not doing it. And <laughs> I, I'm, okay. I'm tired of, of, you know, speaking in front of 500 people, maybe five actually go and apply it. And, and half of them don't do it for more than, you know, a week or two. So I kind of decided uh, to, to put my money where my mouth was and says, I really feel like I know what we need to do here. And we went out and did it. So there's some of the philosophy behind it. Now, one of the things that's our most powerful lead gen tool, and this is super technical, so I hope people can catch this. We engage with our audience's content. Mm, okay. I mean, mm. it's that simple, guys. 
Uh, if you, I don't care if you have 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers. If you put a piece of content out, only a certain number of people will see it. But if you go to the people you're trying to reach and engage in their content, they yeah, will almost always see it. And so mm. what do we do? We engage in realtors content. We engage in investors content. We actually go out and, you know, not the, the drive by like or the little, you know, clappy hands emoji whenever they celebrate an award or something. We'll actually stop if we have, if it's a piece of content that we can, we'll try to actually you know, make a comment and, and start a conversation with folks. Sometimes it doesn't go anywhere and sometimes it does, but almost every referral partner relationship, realtor relationship that we have at a high level was us engaging in some content, them ending up at our DMs, asking us some questions or asking us to coffee, us having a relationship and deciding to do business together. And I think people are missing mm. this. The podcast and the content and all the stuff that we do is extremely important, right? It's social proof. Uh, if, if I tell Dan, hey, Dan, Norman, man, he is the, he's the man. You need, you need to use him for all of your real estate needs, for all of your podcasting needs. This is the guy you need to go to. Five years ago, Dan just uses Norman, no questions asked. Today, mm -hmm. what does Dan do? Dan looks up Norman on social media. And if he looks up on social, yeah. there's no content. There's like two reviews. He's like, wait a minute. Like, you know, Phil told me Norman was the man. Like now you start questioning my credibility, right? So there's the social proof there. So don't misinterpret me saying <laughs> You don't have to create content. You don't have to be out there doing those things. That's a huge piece of this. But don't just wait for the phone to ring. Go and engage in people's content. They'll come and look at your pages and find something that resonates with them. And then they have a reason to reach out, right? So that's probably our most, most effective lead tactic. We're, we're focusing almost exclusively on Instagram right now because that's kind of where our demographic lives. Uh -huh. And then the third prong of this, in addition to, you know, what our value proposition is, is build real estate wealth, how we're engaging with clients and referral partners. Our third piece, when you talk about CRM, we have a lot of automation that we've built out. When we have a conversation and we trigger that milestone in our CRM, emails and texts go out to our clients, emails and texts go out to our referral partners. Every stage of the process, there's communication built out, keeping people updated. Um, and, and I had a guy... Um, recently that's probably been a year year and a half of my podcast and uh, it was kind of funny the way we connected is he saw on instagram that i put a story about this guy had unsubscribed from our email list and said uh, i stopped trying to sell to me or spam to me or whatever and i, I screenshot and put it on my stories because i'm like we're offering value for free like we're not even selling anything and this guy like was you know uh, this is spam whatever Long story short, this guy saw it. I don't even know why he was looking at the page and said, well, you just picked up another subscriber because I think that guy's, you know, lost his mind. He did a lot of fintech. Um, he did a lot of, of things technology-wise for the industry. He's a young guy, was part of some of the original social networks. He was part of the, the group that, like, for on MTV, whenever they were, you know, casting for real world and whatnot, the webpage they had was kind of a mini social network and whatnot, super smart guy. And he said, listen... Hmm. He said, if I can go to the post office, that's a government entity and mail a package that has a tracking number and they will text me at every single time that package is scanned and I go to get a mortgage and you guys want to send me an email of a bunch of pieces of paper that I have to gather, there's something wrong because the government, which is a bureaucracy, can get it right. But in the mortgage business, you guys want to like email me and you want like paper and all that other kind of stuff. So we realized very quickly in the Amazonification of the world where, you know, in the DFW area, if the package doesn't come same day or next day, I 
we'll find another vendor or find another thing. Like we, we've <laughs> lost this element of, you know, what type of a, a client or consumer needs to be. We have to provide that in mortgage and real estate. We need to be communicating with people the way they want to communicate. So that's where the tech comes in for us. We have a very high touch model and a very high tech model to provide them the type of transaction from our application and the way you send us disclosures is an app on your phone, or you can log in online, you can take pictures, you can upload, log in, whatever. Um, and we want to communicate with you via text, via social media. You, you want DM updates on Instagram? Cool. Let us know. We'll do it that way. Um, and so that's really kind of the model in a nutshell of, of how we, we put all these things together. Wow. And that, bring, that brings up a good question or a good point that um, so in the first few years of real estate, when I started my team, I tested a ton of different lenders. Like I had some referrals from lenders as an investor, but what I did is I literally went out in the market and I said, okay, I'm going to try like six, 10 different lenders and close deals with them or refer them to my buyers. And then I'm going to look at their process and whoever has the cleanest, best communication in terms of status updates, progress, red flags, how they communicate and pivot and then ultimately at the end, like, how are we getting across the finish line in that most pivotal time, right? When we're trying to get loan docs and signings and, and all of that. And I think you brought up a big point because in that research that I did my own due diligence, there was only like one or two people out of like 15 lenders that like had really good communication through the whole entire process and even to the agent. So the agent didn't have to call the lender and say, where are we at? Yeah. And um, I think I think that technology that you're describing is so pivotal to the high stress. I call it financial interrogation that happens on the lender side. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, kudos to you. Last question for me really is where do you see this evolution of technology and lending going? Is the lender or LO going to disappear like they say real estate agents uh, and, you know, go into these more crazy systems that we see, like, uh, I don't want to name any names, but I refinanced my house with one of them this year. And it was a little off the, off the charts and communication was, uh, not where it was. So, yeah, I, I apologize for my industry. Unfortunately, that's, that's more common than not. Um, so my, the short answer to that is no, uh, lenders aren't going anywhere any more than, than, uh, real estate agents are. You know, I'm, I'm a young guy. I'm, I'm kind of the age of the original millennial. I was born in 82. I graduated in 2000. And so I'm kind of in that what they call, I think, a zennial. I have some Gen X tendencies and, and a lot of millennial tendencies. But through that, even the website.com stuff, I remember when websites were really, really popular, all of a sudden, well, what do you need agents to show houses anymore? Right. And then, you know, prior to that was the fax machine, like ERA was founded on electronic realtor or whatever, because because of a fax machine, like every time we have a new wave of technology, it's, you know, uh, real estate agents and lenders are, are going to be gone when it comes to lenders. I can only speak for what I see, you know, the next decade or two, because millennials are firmly in control of the housing market right now. We all know that. We well, have to think of the psyche of a millennial. They were either just out of the house or at home during the financial crisis, right? They saw all the mistakes of the housing and lending world. They want a social media-driven, technology-driven transaction and customer experience, but they want to work with a human being, a realtor and a lender mm. who can help them advise this process so they don't screw up and happen, you know, do, do what happened recently. So even if just for that reason right there, 
uh, we need to embrace technology as an industry. Now, three or four years ago, my the industry's biggest fear, not necessarily mine, but some of our top producers in the country fear was fintech. It's you have companies that are willing to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to go try to figure out this thing. And what they figured out, those people that, that have dumped that kind of money in there, the, the better.coms of the world and, and uh, you know, all, all these different things. I'm not, I'm not picking on them in particular. I'm, I'm picking on that, that breed of, of fintech lenders is you still have to have a relationship. I have am in the process of trying to build one of the more higher tech communication milestone updates, you know, file flow process. However, our entire conversation with anyone, whether we're a client or referral partner, starts with a high trust conversation. If you, if you, if anybody knows of Todd Duncan, he wrote high trust selling, you know, bestseller, you know, 20 years ago and bestseller to this day, it talks about a high trust conversation. If you don't know what someone's trying to accomplish, if you don't know why they're trying to do it, you can't advise them. You're just spitting out stuff. And, and the last thing I'll say on this is whenever Clubhouse was a thing for a hot minute, about a year and a half, you know, two years ago, <laughs> crack house. Um, yeah. one of the first rooms that I got in was, it was a podcasting room and I knew tons of podcasters in real estate and mortgage, but I didn't know like a lot of other podcasters in other industries. And the guy in the room that was talking uh, used to be an Apple podcast and he was doing like voice fiction, you know, you like use Matthew McConaughey to tell a story. He was doing that kind of podcast. And I, I went up, you know, went up in the little room, you know, uh, an audio and, and asked a question. I said, how does an average podcaster grow their audience? Is it just through socials, a content? Like I know how my industry does it, but I'm just curious. And if anything knows about Clubhouse, it links your Instagram and Twitter. And so he was scrolling through there and he's like, yeah, you've had Gary V on. I see all these different features, but I don't see any benefit to why I'd want to listen to your podcast. And a light bulb went off in mortgage and real estate. We're really bad about listing off a ton of features of what we can do. And here's a loan program and here's the cool tech and here's these things. Nobody cares unless you can show how that feature can deliver benefit to them. And the only way you know how you can offer something to benefit someone is to have a conversation, get to know them and get to know their why. And then you can add your value proposition, say, hey, we have X that can help you do why. And most of our industries just spitting stuff out, throwing mud up against the wall to see what sticks. So we want to have a really, really high tech uh, platform and customer experience. But the way to guide them through that is to start with a very, very high touch conversation. I love it. Well, back to Norm. Man, that was awesome. And that's info. Yeah, great information. A lot to unpack. I'm sure viewers and listeners can take a lot from that. One thing for me that I want to highlight, it's like, hacking the algorithm because right now everything's al algorithmically set out. So you go on, you, you on, you know, YouTube or whatever, you go on Google and say best times to post. And then you post around those times. Oh, it got 2000, 3000 views, whatever on like reels and TikTok and even shorts. And I, I love that taking an extra five to 10 minutes, find a post from, you know, maybe someone that you want to work with or something you're interested in or whatever. And take that time and send them a nice message and get them to feel some type of like emotional connection or start a conversation. And I love doing that too, Phil, because for me personally, I'll go through and I'll do that to so many people. And then, you know, 24 hours later, you have all these comments and all this stuff coming back. And you're like, oh my God, cool. I'm just leveraging my past efforts for future successes. And it's, it's amazing. And yeah, I love that. LOs aren't going anywhere. It's just tech is going <laughs> to simplify the process. Right. And I love the Amazon model. So it's just like, uh, 
here we are. This is the process. This is what it looks like. Because me personally, I like the tech and I want to just go into like an app or whatever. I was getting hot in here. So I went to my nest and I turned down the temperature. <laughs> so I want that. But then I also like to talk to my wife when she's freezing her butt off and be like, hey, is everything okay? So same thing with your stuff. Like talk with you. Hey, where are we at? I see in the app that we're at this process, but how much longer do I have to wait? I really want to get this house. So that, that's Absolutely. super cool. I, I, well, I love that. Well, I'll give you I'll give you one last thing to kind of tie that together that I think uh, that will actually help people if they did today, right? If they want to go out today and and grow and get more engagement and and build their business is exactly what you said. A good friend of mine, uh, Chelsea Pites. If anybody knows of Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, she's huge on Instagram. She's she's a, a close friend. She does, has what's called the ten 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 strategy. And so then she take 10 minutes. And if you think about most social feeds have a horizontal or at least Instagram, you've got your stories and you've got your feed. Yep. Take 10 minutes and find 10 posts horizontally and 10 posts vertically that you can meaningfully engage with. Because if you do that 10 horizontally, you're in people's DMs. If you do it 10 vertically, you're commenting on their content. And if you just did that, a 10, 10, 10 strategy once a day, uh, your content and engagement will go up because more people are doing it. And if you do that right before you post and then continue to engage after you post, to your point, you're hacking the algorithm. She calls it priming the pump. You're letting the, the social media channels know I'm being a good steward of your platform. I'm helping keep people here longer. I'm engaging in the system and they will reward you with more viewership. And I'm not an algorithm, you know, wizard by any stretch, but I know enough to know social media is there to keep people on it, to show them ads, to make more money. So if you're helping them do that, they are going to reward you so that you keep doing that. It's not, it's not a, a, a hard model to wrap your mind around. So um, yeah, man, uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun. We, uh, we love doing this. We love that you guys are out there spreading the, the word about this kind of stuff. It moves both of our industries forward. And, and that's really, at the end of the day, what our mission is, is, is to build a more modern and relevant uh, industry for all of us. I love that. I love that. That's, that's super cool. And I mean, just so much amazing information. And by the way, Phil's all, all of his links are down below. So you can go ahead and subscribe to the, his podcast, check out his Instagram, see his content. And, and that's what real estate first tech is all about is giving more value and, and bringing individuals like yourself, Phil, that are like really paving new, new, new paths and like putting together processes and podcasts and using technology to do things differently. And uh, as much as they spend millions and millions of dollars trying to do this big corporate model, it's like, go back to basics. And that's you, Phil, who's like, no, let me just keep it simple and do what you're doing and kind of bring it all, all together. So I think the last question I have for me, just kind of like off par a little bit more personal, and then we'll open up the floor and you can leave our viewers and listeners with anything you want to have them take from today's podcast is like, What's the best part about what you do in your industry and in your business? Man, we, we, we help people achieve the dream of homeownership, right? Okay. I'll tell you about one of the first clients that we okay. talked to. I'm already getting goosebumps thinking about it. One of the very first clients that we talked to um, was a referral from a guy we commented on his Instagram, ended up in our DMs and, and sent us a, a client. Love she it. called about some of the down payment assistance and bond programs in the state. And as we had that high trust conversation, what we realized is she wanted to own property because her longtime boyfriend and her were eventually going to get married and they wanted to have two houses for rental whenever they bought one. And as I, when I asked about what was significant, her grandparents, uh, she was an African-American lady. Her grandparents had a really, really rough go of it, but made something of themselves and, and had some real estate property that they left 
to their kids, which were her parents and, and aunts and uncles, hmm. and they kind of squandered it. So her and her cousins felt the responsibility to change their family tree. And hmm. she went from talking about a down payment assistance program to having some rental properties to generational wealth. And wow. regardless of what role we're able to play for that in her, we're not just talking about closing on a house and making a few thousand bucks in a commission as a real estate or a loan officer or whatever. We're talking about this is the largest asset class, the market capital, the market caps three times what, what equities are, right? But we're helping people achieve the American dream. As much as people want to think that's cliche, I mean, that's the best part is seeing people light up thinking, I have a home now, like this is mine. And uh, for me, that's the best part of it. Wow. I, I love that. That's super cool. And and we have a lot of individuals on that's just like that because it's so much better to, you know, build a know, like, and trust and build a friendship and a relationship than transactional stuff. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you're just a number. I'm top 1% in the nation. Like, am I, what does that mean? Like, how many families are you helping? Like, what are you really doing to contribute to this industry? So I love that. So I'm going to change it up. Put the, put the camera on you, man. We're at the end of the show, Phil. So uh, what would you like to, all of our viewers and listeners to take from you as we close out today's episode? What I would say is that the all of us are trying to succeed in one way, shape, or another. We all have different whys, but the path to success is about consistent and persistent effort over time. And the challenge is most people don't give it enough time. It could be six months for one person and six years for another. But at the end of the day, if you want to be successful at something, put your head down, do the work, don't make excuses, don't check results, just stay consistent and persistent and you'll win. Wow. Love that. Super sweet. Good. Yeah. Right. Just like, let's get straight to it. And links are down below. Check out Phil's podcast. Check out his Instagram. We really appreciate you being on the show, Phil. It was a pleasure. Likewise. Appreciate you guys having me. Dan, as always, thanks so much for co-hosting. Some good sure. juicy questions there for Phil today. Yeah, no, great to meet you, Phil. I shared you on Instagram. That's why I was a little busy there. I got the got a couple of the uh, clips out there to the rest of the uh, do a little bit of teasing for the industry. So Love great it. to meet you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Teaser for what's coming and what's next. And thanks to all our viewers and listeners, as is, is our intention for you to take things from our episodes to apply to your business, have more massive success. You now like the episode, comment below with what did you learn? You can share it with someone that you think that should see it. And we will see you on the next one.